Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Ontario's uh, Attorney General is now defending controversial cuts that uh, his department has made to legal aid after some provincial judges, some of the top judges in this province actually, said the move which the government said was aimed at saving taxpayer money would end up costing more money down the road. Uh, Chief among them is Chief Justice of Ontario, George Strathy, who said uh, in remarks delivered on Tuesday that uh, the legal cuts actually are going to be problematic. He says, we, what we judges can say is that reducing legal representation for the most vulnerable members of society does not save money. Joining us to talk about this, uh, to get the perspective uh, from that side of the bench, is uh, Jordan Donich, a criminal lawyer, of course, uh, with Donich Law. Jordan, thank you so much for the time. I'm, gra- I'm glad you could join us today. Glad to be here. There was a, a, a huge outcry from the legal community when these cuts were announced. Uh, as somebody who spends some time in the courtroom, a lot of time in the courtroom for that matter, tell us, in, in, from your experience, how these sorts of cuts are going to impact the, the, the system itself. So I can tell you what I'm seeing on the front line. So um, on the front line, normally there would be duty counsel at court uh, for a first appearance or in set date court. So what we're seeing now um, is duty counsel isn't staffed. Uh, so essentially the accused, uh, even if they have a lawyer, right, typically what would happen before, um, a lot of times lawyers use the assistance of duty counsel. Um, so you, you have a lawyer and the lawyer can't go to court and they'll say, okay, duty counsel, read this message for me. Uh, so duty counsel is no longer doing that. So it's not just, I think, unrepresented people. It's even people with counsel to a limited extent are getting less assistance in court. But we have to remember, um, look, I think Ontario is the largest sub-sovereign debt nation in the world. Uh, these are issues on the minds of taxpayers. That's why uh, officials are elected. And, uh, you know, decisions have to be made at some point. And, and unfortunately, nobody's ever happy with election outcomes. Well, that's for sure. Um, I guess the question a lot of us are raising right now is is the areas in which they're targeting. And uh, we talked about the education cuts, and uh, that's an ongoing discussion and debate, I guess, that's happening. But but what about those people that, that you're representing? I mean, if, if there are less uh, support services for them, um, you know, the old cliche that everybody's entitled to their day in court, but th- th- if you can't afford it, it's not going to do you much good. Right. So duty counsel is still there, right? So I think um, what the, the kind of theory of the government is, is that, well, we can still make better use of the existing resources. Um, so there is still a duty counsel in the courthouse generally able to assist the accused. Um, but you're right, it's less than it was before. Um, and I think that's the issue right now. I mean, duty counsel typically wasn't running a lot of trials prior. Um, so even with the cuts, I don't think it's changed a lot of the trial litigation. Uh, where it may have impacted uh, the accused is perhaps less legal aid certificates for lawyers um, or ability for lawyers to represent them, private lawyers. And and how does that impact the system? I mean, if I understand it now, a single person must earn less than 17700 to qualify for legal aid in Ontario. So if they fall below that threshold and, and they do qualify, uh, are they still going to get legal representation in a timely fashion? So there's two generally criteria okay. to get legal aid. So you A, have to be, you know, pretty poor, have no money, uh, and two, you have to be facing a jail sentence. So this is what people already don't get a lot of times. A lot of people already don't have lawyers, even prior to the cuts. Tons of the, tons and tons of people are so unrepresented and can't get help uh, because they make 18000 or because they make 4000 and they're not facing a jail sentence. That person still doesn't get a legal aid certificate. They may have access to duty counsel, um, but you need to have both parts of the criteria. You need to make less than a certain amount of money and be facing a, facing a harsh sentence. 
if you have those two criteria, then yes, arguably you should be funded. One of the uh, points that uh, Justice Strathay made uh, when he was addressing this uh, Legal Aid Ontario conference the other day uh, suggested that uh, that what these cuts are going to do is, oh, there's a list actually here, he says it increases trial times, places greater demands on public services, and ultimately delays and increases the cost of legal proceedings for everybody. And there may be truth to that, and I can see why. And, there, and, and I think what's going on there is, well, now the system's more inefficient because there isn't a lawyer, and we're spending more days with a self-represented person, right? So that could be the the thinking there, and then that's going to create more delays and more costs. So I think that's that side of the argument. And that conjures up a picture in my mind, though, Jordan, of somebody who's, as you say, in, in, a, in a legal system like this, uh, may or may not have uh, re- legal representation. Uh, but is that person qualified uh, to be able to, to navigate through the system? No, I mean, not at all, right? So um, they're not. And, and that's kind of what that's the way our system is here, right? It's structured in this fashion. So, no, I, I, you're not qualified, I don't think. If, if you want to run a trial or if it's a serious set of charges, maybe if it's a super minor charge and you want to plead guilty, yeah, I think you can do that, you know, with the assistance of duty counsel and limited legal help. But, no, they're not qualified to run trials, and I think that is the kind of the, the uproar, right? Well, okay, you're making these cuts. It's not going to save money in the long term. Um, but, you know, I can also see why the government does these things uh, to please voters. Well, sure. I mean, it, if you got a government who's really just looking at the bottom line here, uh, I can understand. Cut, cut, cut. And they've done that with health care. They've done that with education uh, and the legal system, which I, I guess are three areas that a lot of people, Jordan, over the years, no matter what government's in power right now, say, well, look, th- those are untouchables. We need those things. Those are, are essential to it, to our society and to our community. Uh, yet they seem to be saying, well, look, at everything's on the table right now. And I, if, if the ultimate goal is to save money, I can see this happening. I guess the question a lot of us are asking right now, and, and certainly uh, from the comments that uh, Chief Justice Strathy is making, uh, is probably asking the same thing. Is it making for a more efficient system, and shouldn't that be our goal as well? Right, and so that's the flip side of the argument. Well, if you're talking about dollars and cents, this isn't helping dollars and cents in the long term. Right? It's just a short-term patch, and it's going to cost us more, right? So it's, yeah, it's, re- it's, it's reframing the argument, you know, in terms of in money. Um, but, but long-term, it, it very well could escalate costs it, because there'll be more resources. I mean, what will also be interesting, too, is will more people plead guilty, right? Will there be less trials, right? What if somebody who could have got a lawyer funded, let's just say, or duty counsel, um, no longer has that option, are they more likely to be just plead guilty and get it over with? That would be interesting, and I don't think many people have talked about that. Is it going to lead to more convictions? Uh, whereas, for example, other people may have been able to, to fight it more easily uh, prior. Or are they going to have more delays? I mean, we've seen a number of trials over the years uh, where they've just kicked this down the road, kicked this down the road. There have been remands, there have been reasons why I don't have proper representation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, which is only going to cost more in the way of court time, is it not? That's right, and that's why uh, the Supreme Court of Canada's case in, called Jordan, Arby Jordan, uh, really set some frameworks with respect to time and time limits, because it's already getting excessive. Mm-hmm. So the question is, with further cuts, is it going to get worse? I mean, it probably will. It probably will, but we have a government that, that is you know, focused on the bottom line, and, and that takes priority to, to the government, I think, right now. 
unless you <laughs> find yourself all of a sudden in, involved in that in that environment, if all of a sudden you're in the court system for whatever reason, and I mean there could be a number of reasons. You know, right. the, uh, we know that statistically right. a lot of the, the people that tend to appear there uh, tend to be from lower income families. But I mean, it could happen to somebody driving a BMW who's you know driving under the influence, something like this. It, it happens to everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, well, you know that more than I. Uh, you, you never know who you're going to run into there, and who's going to be all of a sudden in a situation like that. And and I guess you know that's fine to say your taxes are going down, but I mean, to, you know, just to use a bizarre example, I mean, I could save all kinds of health care costs if I was the premier if I just fired all the nurses. You know, we don't really need them, uh, but would that make for a more efficient system? No, probably not. Probably not. Right. Um, so. I mean, we can and we can talk all day, right? But then the question is, well, why? Why are we? Is the government even having to make these decisions, right? How did we get here, right? And then, and then you get into these big policy arguments, right? And and um, and it's it's a, it's a difficult time for to be to, to run the economy, I think, and to manage expenses um, for every everything. And, and it's it's difficult being, I think, a teacher in healthcare, in legal. Um, everything seems to be under fire. But as a lawyer, especially in the criminal law that you, you practice, Jordan, are you not worried about the efficacy of the system in which you're working? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, because we pay for it. The lawyer pays for it, right, with the time. Yeah. Um, it's hard to tell your client, I'll have this done by now. And even let's assume it's not legal aid, right? Let's just assume they're paying you, right, out of pocket, right? Uh, it, it, you know, you want to be able to say, I can get this done in this time. But, but we can't <laughs> a lot of times. You go to Brampton. Uh, courthouse and it's it's a zoo like it's it's unbelievably busy there's ticket systems i mean it's it's informations are always lost paperwork's always missing uh and um i mean i was at old city hall a month ago and yeah the info disappeared and you know so they find it another day and and that that's all that's the same issue right it's it's clamping down on resources which is creating more inefficiencies and, and escalating costs in other ways and i think that's the argument I, I'm just trying to look at a, bro- a broader picture here, and you know we we see these reductions, and and like you say, there's an argument to be made here that it's going to make for a less efficient system, at least in the short term, maybe in the long term. Obviously, we'll, we'll have to wait for a passage of time to, to determine that. But I, I'm trying to I, I'm adding that, Jordan, to the fact story that we've been talking about for the last number of years. Uh, you don't have enough justices here in Ontario right now, which is again that's that's dragging the system out. People are waiting way too long now to actually go to trial. For a number of reasons like this, it just seems as if we're piece by, by piece here uh, taking this system apart and making it a less efficient system. Uh, and you know, we hear some of the, uh, the the bad case scenarios as a result: charges dismissed. Uh, you know, forget about it. We just mm-hmm. can't do this. You know, and it, that's mm-hmm. not justice served for the community either. Hey, and the police too. Even the oh, police, yeah. the step before this, they're under pressure, right? They're not ch- charging a lot of people for certain offenses now, right? They're busy doing a lot of serious crime. So it, it's everything, it's, it, right? It's everything. And, and it's all inefficient and it's all getting worse. And I, I don't know what the solution is. Like, uh, I have no, I mean, it's more resources, but where does that come from, right? I mean, and, that, and you kind of get back to the beginning. Uh, I know, and, and I, it's it's the it's the dilemma that I guess we've been facing since the beginning of elected officials. Uh, that obviously we don't want to pay taxes, but at the same time we want maximum effective services anytime that we need to uh, apply to those right. services. And uh, and the, right. so the pressure is not on the government. I think the pressure is on us as, as individual citizens right. to that's say, right. wait a second, and, and we don't. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, if we if we as on uh, mass go to those officials and say, uh, yeah, the deficit's a problem. We get that. But, you know, I want to lose 40 pounds, too. I could do that by lopping my leg off, or I could go on a diet, and it might take a little longer, but it would be a healthier move to do it. 
Uh, so you know, the, I, the governments are going to make short-term solutions to try to please people, but at the same time, there's got to be pressure, I would think, from places, the law society and other places like this to say, wait a second, you can't get the system at the same time. Right, but then it comes down to the voters to change things. Exactly. Right? So, and you know, think of it this way, right? I mean, if you're the average middle-class family or whatever um, in Ontario, you're probably not weighing legal aid too high on your decision in the ballot box. You're just not. I mean, to them, it's not a priority because just no, average person, why I'm never going to get in trouble. You know, I'm never going to break the law. I don't do anything wrong. It's just not on the priority list. So um, it's, e- it's an easy place, I think, to act um, um, without maybe being punished at the ballot box. I, that, I just think from a broader logical perspective, um, and that could be why it's happened. Well, and that's the conundrum, isn't it, I guess? This is never going to be a front of mind. It's never going to be a front-burner issue on any election. No, it won't, because not enough, it doesn't, and unfortunately, it does, it's not relevant to enough people, like, directly, like like a lot of other things are that we see at the, at the polls, um, uh, what, like taxes and, 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 you know, and benefits and all these type of things that people like. This, I, I, I would be surprised if it ever goes back. It may stay this way for a long time. And, and it could be a turning point in the system and a, and a point where we look back and we say, hey, look, this is where it changed, either for better or the worse. Jordan, it's always a pleasure having you on the program. I, I just love the invigorating conversations we have. Thanks so much for this today. Thanks for having me. Good, good talking with you again. Jordan Donich, of course, coming to lawyer with Donich Law. Uh, and, and that's one perspective. As I say, there's others that uh, we've talked about in the legal community that have been raising some serious concerns about this because of the impact that it's going to have uh, on, uh, well, the vulnerable, as, uh, as the justice officer said. He says, I can tell you from personal experience shared by every judge in this room, the pace of a proceeding with an unprecedented, unpresented uh, litigant slows to a crawl, and every sector of the justice system bears increased costs as a result. Uh, so he's not just saying it's going to make for a less effective system. That was part of his argument. And if your son or daughter or somebody you know is, is in the system, you want an effective system. But he says it's going to cost more. It's not going to save money. It's going to cost more money. I guess to wait and see, I guess, and compare some numbers to try to convince the government otherwise. Good luck with that. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.